how many weeks are there in a year? Everyone knows 52. And how many days in a week? Seven. No one's good. They're wrong. They're wrong. That can't be right. Because 52 times 7 is 364. And no year has 364 days. There are actually 52 and a tiny bit. A little bit more. It changes a little bit. But there's more than 52 weeks in a year. And because of this slight mismatch, I have discovered what I think is an undocumented, a zero-day exploit in the UK tax code. If you're in the United Kingdom, there's a chance, because of the number of weeks in a year, that you are paying more tax than you should. Albeit, only in one or two particular situations. And not that much money, but the point is, you should be outraged. So outraged, you watch the rest of this video. Or if you just want the conclusion, you can skip ahead to 10 minutes and 20 seconds. Hello and welcome to the first and potentially only ever annual Stand Up Maths tax video. Because it's the tax season in the US. Your tax season, well the tax year ends at the end of the calendar year. Here in the UK we have until the end of January to get our tax returns done and paid, so that's a very recent memory. And at the beginning of April is when our tax year ticks over. So there's a lot of tax going on at the moment, so I thought I'd make a video to say uh, many happy tax returns and we can briefly celebrate the wonder that is doing your taxes. Obviously I'm all across my taxes. I make sure I got lots of money aside because, you know, self-employed, I got to pay them all at once. And what do you mean we spent all the money? On what? Money guns? I don't remember money guns. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, the money guns. What a poetic way. It's uh, so we, we need how much? Okay, we'll, uh, well, I'll deal with that in a moment. For this video, we're going to have a look at the slightly unusual tax. This is the UK NI contributions. NI, or national insurance, is an additional income tax here in the UK. It's also an employer tax, which is put into a specific pot for very particular things. The state pension, maternity cover, job seeker allowance, they all come out of this national insurance pot. And as long as you pay into it for the required number of years, you are able to access those government benefits, which does has the one weird quirk that it's an optional tax. Well, you have to pay it if you have to pay it, but if you don't have to pay it, you can still pay it. So some people who are self-employed still opt to make their NI contributions to make sure they're eligible for the benefits that it funds. So it's not a standard tax, but it is taxed in a fairly standard way. Tax bans! You pay national insurance in the standard income tax ban approach, where on the HMRC website, that's the UK uh, Taxation Agency, HMRC stands for, hey, mate, right, cash. And uh, they set uh, the boundaries as well as different classes of national insurance. But the vast majority of people are in category A. So you can ignore the other ones. That actually means you can ignore that lowest category because we don't have to use that at all. So actually, you don't pay any national insurance if you're class A and you're being paid weekly up until you're earning more than £242 a week or if you're being paid monthly, that's £1,048 a month. And I know this should be obvious, but apparently it isn't. You don't pay marginal tax 
on any amount that's in a different category. So if you're in the tax band, you only pay that rate of tax on money in that band. So if you earn £243 a week, just going into the next category, you don't pay 12% on all of your income, you only pay 12% on however much is in the next band, like a pound or whatever it ends up being. And anything in that middle band you're going to pay 12% on, and then you go up into the top band, which kicks in at £967 a week if you're being paid weekly, or 4189 if you're being paid monthly. And then above that, it's only 2%, which is a bit weird. Most tax bands, the rate keeps going up. It's a progressive tax, so, you know, everyone pays their fair share. But because national insurance, you're paying into a very set pot for very predefined benefits, once, as an employee, you've paid your contribution, you're done. So you've got that one big 12% rate for the middle band, and then above that, a mere 2%. So far, so standard. Like, your accountant could have told you all this, uh, but what your accountant won't tell you is why HMRC are using such a weird ratio to go from months to weeks. Because I saw this page and I was like, wait a minute, how on earth are they going between those? And I divided one by the other, and it turns out they're using four and a third weeks per month. So if you take the monthly amounts is like the canonical tax band, and then you divide those amounts by four and a third weeks per month, and then round to the nearest pound, you get the weekly bands. That makes sense. But there aren't four and a third weeks in a month. It's a different ratio. However, to work out that ratio, we need to start with how many days are there actually in a year. And that gets a little bit complicated. A standard leap year has 365 days, except when it doesn't, then it has 366 in a leap year. And your standard issue one new leap day every four years gives us an average in the Julian calendar of 365.25 days. Except the Earth's orbit isn't 365 and a quarter days, it's 365.2422. So what we do across four centuries, instead of having the full 100 extra days, we skip all the years which are a multiple of 100. That takes four out, brings us down to 96, but then we unskip all the years which are a multiple of 400. That 97 extra days every four centuries gives us an average of 365.2425 days per year. Close enough. Except, none of us are going to have careers that span four centuries, and the next time we deviate from the one in four leap year approach, it'll be the year 2100, and I really hope I'm not still working then. So for all of us, we're going to be working when there's 365.25 days per year. So that's what I'm going to use for all my calculations. You divide that by seven, and you get 52.17857 weeks per year, divide that by 12, and it turns out there are 4.34821 weeks per month. Fun side fact, you can actually just work out the average number of weeks per month for both a 365 and a 366 day year, and then average the two weighting them, three to one, and you get exactly the same answer. So what does this mean for tax bands? Well, we can use this information to scale everything up to be your per annum salary, or rather what the amount per year is for each of the categories. If we multiply the lower tax band for monthly people by 12, we see that NI contributions kick in with an annual salary of 
pounds, assuming that they're paid equally across every single month. And yes, income can go up and down depending on your sort of employment. We're gonna ignore that for my approximation because most people approximately are paid the same amount every single time. You just divide your income up across your pay periods. Now, weekly people, we can take the weekly lower bound, multiply it by the number of weeks in the year, now that we know that exactly, and you get 12,627 pounds, which is bigger. That means if you're paid weekly instead of monthly, you need to earn more money before you start paying national insurance. That's a difference of 51 pounds and 21 pence. 51 pounds and 21 pence that people who are paid monthly have to pay an eye on, but people who are paid weekly don't. And because the tax rate is 12%, you're paying an extra six pounds and 15 pence of NI. So there you are, if you're paid monthly, you're paying six pounds and 15 pence more than you need to for exactly the same benefits as people who pay weekly, except the next tax band changes everything. For some reason, HMRC are using their incorrect conversion ratio in such a way that people who pay monthly always get to the next category first. And if national insurance was a standard progressive tax with the rate keeps going up, that would always be bad for people who pay monthly. But NI goes down, it goes from 12% down to 2% and people who pay monthly hit that drop back down again, 188 pounds and 68 pence before the people who pay weekly. So they pay 10% less tax on that 188 pounds and 68 pence, which is 18 pounds and 87 pence. So people who pay monthly pay that extra six pound 15 going into the first band, but then they pay 18 pounds 87 less coming out of it. So actually, if you run the numbers, people who pay weekly spend longer in the more expensive band than people who pay monthly. If you compensate one against the other, the difference is 12 pounds and 72 pence. So once you're in the top category, people who pay monthly are saving 12 pounds and 72 pence compared to people who pay weekly. To recap, up until an annual salary of 12 and a half thousand pounds, no one pays any NI tax, that's very fair. Above that, if you're paid monthly, you're paying an extra six pounds and 15 pence more than if you were paid weekly. And that carries on until an annual salary of 50 and a half thousand pounds. And the median UK salary is in that range. Above 50 and a half thousand pounds, it flips. And if you're paid weekly, you're now paying 12 pounds and 72 pence more than people who pay monthly. And that carries on for any salary greater than that. Hello to everyone who skipped straight here from the beginning of the video. Now we've been throwing a lot of numbers around here, six pounds 15 a year, 12 pounds 72, but what do these numbers actually mean? What are people missing out on because they have to pay this extra tax? Well, we can see what those amounts of money actually buy you in the UK in 2023 by going out and doing some shopping because I'm not here by myself. I've got Alex the camera person, I've got Nicole, the producer. So all three of us are gonna head on down to Sainsbury's and see what we can buy. Here's the challenge. Six pounds and 15 pence a year is roughly 51p a month and 12 pounds 72 is a pound and six pence a month. So we had to find things you can buy from the grocery store as close to those two monthly values as possible. And as a bonus round, we could try and find things that equal the entire 
annual values. We split up and decided we had exactly 10 minutes before we had to meet back at the cash registers. And here is our haul, all right. Oh, and the receipt. Better keep that. I can claim that. More expenses. Get my tax bill down. What do you mean that's not how that works? What do you mean I can't spend my way out of this? That's ridiculous, right? Surely I spend more money. Oh, you're right, that's not how it works. Okay, so anyway, this is a grapefruit that cost me 55 pence for one fruit. Outrageous. But in my case, pretty close to 51p. A lot of things were 50p, but I was like, oh, it's, I don't like round numbers. Bang, 55 pence. And then over here, one pound and nine pence. Again, lots of things for a pound, but I thought a pound, nine pence is actually closer to a pound and six. So I was very pleased with that. So there's my egg mayo deli filler. So if you've got a deli to fill, egg mayo uh, and my grapefruit. But let's see how the rest of the team did. Okay, so um, Alex, well done, uh, bought a tiny chocolate bunny. That's pretty exciting. The tiny chocolate bunny cost 60 pence. 50 pence. 60 pence. Check it out, 60 pence. Have a look. Just sending that back for verification. Someone got ripped off. Did you think it was a 50p bunny? It said 50p. <laughs> Alex claims it was 50p. We'll, uh, we'll go to the camera, get a replay on that. Yes. And the candle, five pounds. What was that, is that your? <laughs> this is... So, Alex, you can't see this because he's behind the camera. He's the natural habitat of the camera person. He's now on his own phone reviewing the footage of him walking around the supermarket because he was not expecting this to be five pounds. But I'm looking, I'm looking at five pounds on the receipt. Wow, someone. Alex, I mean, I don't want to give you a, let's just say I'm going to give you a, a C minus for could have done better. I spoke too soon. Clutch play by Alex. Forget the weekly stuff, went for the annual 12 pounds 72 pence and bought 12 pounds 74 pence of disgusting boneless lamb shoulder joint. So I'm going to award best annual amount to Alex. I'm not going to show this again, but if you're paid weekly and you earn more than 50 and a half thousand pounds in the UK, the government is taking one of these away from you every year. Everything else in here is Nicole's, and Nicole, I can't help but notice there are many, many items. There are more, you went for summation. Uh, so the SpaghettiOs and the Tarragon are a team. All right, let's add these up. The SpaghettiOs, uh, one pound and five pence, and the tarragon 90p, so a pound 95. <laughs> they said they were 16, 16 p for an entire can of Hubbard's food store. And they said it was. Okay, pound six minus 16p is 90p. Nice round number. Okay, either Sainsbury's. Uh, indulging in some uh, misleading pricing or the stand-up maths team require lessons in reading comprehension. So how is this fixed? Well, HMRC just have to use the correct ratio. I have no idea why they use four and a third weeks per month. I guess it's easier to calculate. 
I don't know. If anyone knows, please do let me know. But they should be using the correct ratio of 4.34821 weeks per month. And that fixes everything. So we can fix the monthly bands where they are and then do the correct conversion to get the weekly ones and the whole system works nicely. So they just need to fix that one thing and then once that's dealt with, no longer will people who are paid monthly have one fewer grapefruit a month. No longer will people who are paid weekly and make a lot of money have one fewer delicious egg mayo deli filler per month. If we fix this problem, this horrific problem in the tax system, we can make national insurance contributions there once and for all. And uh, all I have to do now is fix my tax payment issues. And don't worry, I have a plan. Thank you so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed the one weird quirk I found in the UK tax system. I'd like to finish by saying uh, thank you so much to all my Patreon supporters. Your one weird quirk that I found in the how nice you all are system, I guess. But anyway, genuinely, honestly, thank you so much to all my Patreon supporters. And don't worry, if you can't afford to support me, that's fine. Just enjoy the videos. The people who do support me, you took, I mean, I used to do this as a hobby, make occasional videos in my spare time, but now it's a substantial part of my career and I can make all the videos I want. And honestly, the more support you give me, the more amazing videos I will make. I promise I'll spend all your money on making videos uh, here in England and uh, absolutely not uh, doing anything else with that money. Now I have to go see a person about a thing. <laughs>